Hello everyone and welcome back to Behind the Desk, the podcast about my time working in a recording studio. How have all you been this week? Hopefully you've been taking full advantage of the good weather we've been having. I have been spending more and more time mixing at the studio and working on an EP for a client whose music I described last week, or the week before, sorry, as EDM. But I feel like that's not really correct. It's more like synth pop, mixed with lo-fi hip-hop, and then general EDM. It's very hard to describe what it is, but it sounds fun to dance to, and that's what I want to talk about today. Not the dancing part, no, more of the mixing of these tracks, and go into a bit more detail about what I've done to it, like what plugins we've added, and how we've tried to polish the tracks up. But before I get into that, if you have any questions about anything I mentioned today or any music related questions, then you can message me at Wellesley Media on Facebook and Instagram. It's the black and white logo with the sound bars as the image. Shouldn't be too hard to miss. So without further ado, let's get into it. Now, just to give a little backstory of how this client came to us, he was emailing the boss for about a week or so asking about how Loft could help mix and master his EP. Now this EP contains about six tracks and the plan is for me and the other intern to mix the tracks and John, the senior engineer, will do all the mastering. And the workflow we've been doing so far is that we've been working on one track at a time, doing an initial mix and then going through revisions until the client is happy with the mix. Now, the process of doing this is not short by any means. We did the first track in about a month after dozens of revisions, literally dozens, and a similar thing happened with the second track as well. So, if this is the case, I think by the time we finish this actual EP, my placement will be nearly up, which is crazy. So, it's definitely not a quick process and it has been made longer by the fact we haven't had face-to-face meetings with the client, as well as only working in the studio for two days a week. But I'm sure we'll keep at it until it's done, because, well, that's our job. And these are the kinds of tracks where they're nearly done to begin with, in the sense that most of the tracks are sounding good, but it just needs a little polishing up and making sure every instrument has its own space in the mix. So we started the first mix, which was called I Need You, I'm pretty sure, or Need You, something along those lines. And as soon as we opened this Logic project, we noticed one thing. We can't find anything, like it was really unorganised. The drum channels were in weird places, nothing was colour coded, so searching for anything was really time consuming. And that's where we started. We just spent an hour or so cleaning up this project, so it's easier to find and locate things. So just a little bit of advice if you ever send a project to another engineer, make sure it's tidy. It really helps out the other person a lot. Plus, if you're paying for their time, you're going to have to pay an extra hour or two for someone to tidy up your project when you could just do it yourself. So you might want to tidy it up yourself is what I'm trying to say. But after that process was done, me and the other intern got to work adding in a couple of reverbs and delays, just so we could add some space and depth to the mix really. Because at the start it was a little flat and dull, so adding H delay and tweaking settings on the space designer 
we got a pretty decent reverb and delay setting which could be used on most of the channels. So giving the same reverb to all the synth bass and the guitar parts for a sense of cohesion. I'm pretty sure we also made a separate sounding reverb for all the different drum channels for a slight variation within the reverb. The drums also had an increase on the delay as well just to give some variety and swing and make the patterns of the drums a little more interesting to listen to than, well, drum loops, which is what they were. I think the most interesting part of the drums though were these massive 80s toms and the client really wanted them to have a big impact when they came in, when they did come in. I'm pretty sure it was at the start of the chorus and just at the very end as well. And I remember this being a big challenge because they were clashing with so many different synths and other instruments and channels. Like, I'm pretty sure there was two kicks, a very low bass synth, and the melody synths that were also quite dark. So trying to push these toms through everything was a big struggle. And in the end, we had to try and fix all the other instruments first before even working on the toms. So we did a lot of panning of the instruments and panned a lot of instruments that were doubling up or harmonizing with sections. Uh, we also added a load of high pass filters where they were needed and using some serial compression on the toms themselves. But they were still not really punching through the mix very well. So the other intern had an idea to use a plugin called Smack Attack. And what this plugin is, it's a transient shaper. So you could really emphasize the transient hits of the toms by making a fast attack at a fast release setting. And I think it was probably the most important thing to help these toms. Because as soon as we added it, uh, these toms literally were just like punching through and they just sounded massive. Then it was a case of just balancing the track so nothing was overpowering anything else or making sure nothing was lost in the mix or having any frequencies masking other instruments. We spent a lot of time tweaking, corrective EQ on different channels, even going as far as using the F6 Dynamic EQ on the group channels. Now this plugin basically allows you to sidechain frequency bands. So say you add, say you add this F6 to the bass group you can sidechain it to listen for the kick drum and then when the kick drum hits the F6 reacts like a compressor and just lowers, lowers the frequencies in whatever band you've selected. Now I don't know exactly how every dial works on it but if you just listen and tweak things you'll figure out what sounds good and what doesn't. Again this was another very useful plugin in the process of mixing this track. Now final big issue we had mixing the I Need You track was the vocals. I don't mean the vocals were out of tune or had an overly complicated processing chain. I mean they did, but it didn't make the vocals sound bad, it actually sounded quite good. No, the issue we had was major mouth clicks and noise embedded in the vocals themselves. Now I expected some of this considering the client recorded them at home and they don't have a perfect soundproof room and all that kind of stuff. But the audio was just full of clicks and lots of bangs which sounded like they were hitting the mic cable or mic stand or something like that. And personally, I wanted the client to re-record the vocals purely for better audio quality. 
but they were not prepared to do that, so we had to make do with what we had. So the process of reducing clicks included a lot of minute volume automation and using xclick. Which is not the best program to use, because that is more designed for restoration or remastering old audio recorded on like vinyl or something like that. To be honest, we should have used the Waves Mouth Click plugin, but that wasn't something we'd thought about until more recently. Hindsight really is a helpful thing. But we did our best with what we could, and I don't think it turned out too bad. I still wasn't happy with the final project, because you could still hear a lot of clicking, but the client was happy, so we just had to leave it at that. So yeah, a lot of challenges mixing this song, but overall I think the track sounded good at the start of the process, and the mixing we did helped just to make the track sound even better, most of it being just messing around with balancing and minor issues. Overall I was pretty happy with the final result. We did also mix a second track which we're currently in the process of, and again it's similar, similar issues too many mouth clicks and noises within the vocals themselves and just generally mixing and balancing all the channels because it does sound good to begin with it just needs just needs tweaking here and there so that's my experience mixing a synth pop EDM style track if you mix this kind of music what are some things you commonly run into I'd love to hear what other people struggle with in this kind of genre if you have any questions about what I've mentioned today, or anything about the recording studio, then message me at Wellesley Media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. All that's left to say is thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed an inside scoop on this mixing project. I've been John, and I'll see you all in the next one.